1: If you dare. Well, we
0: follow, the follow the
1: money.
3: That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on vSENG.
0: Welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on v the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. We're going to start this hour talking a little tennis as it is uh, day one at Wimbledon. And Nigel Seeley is somehow alive today. He had his 50th birthday over the weekend and he's going to be at Wimbledon tomorrow. Nigel, uh, again, hope you had a great weekend, pal. Um, You okay today? Everything all right? (laughs)
4: Yeah, I'm alright. It's just not—it's a normal weekend for me, Mitch. Okay, is a typical. Right. It's, well, yeah, it's, yeah. It's just a just a normal thing. No, I'm fine. It's—it uh, must seem the longest birthday in history, my birthday. Uh, I think I think uh, my birthday was actually Wednesday, but the celebrations have only finished at the weekend, so it must be the longest birthday celebrations in history. But uh, yeah, it's all good. I'm fine, mate. Ready and raring to go for uh, Wimbledon for the next fortnight.
0: Very cool. Okay, so then. You, we were speculating with you on Friday about the possible draws, what it was going to look like, who you wanted to bet at that point. So now you've had a weekend to kind of analyze the men's and the women's draw. What kind of stood out to you when you were looking at both sides?
4: Well, I think the men's draw is obviously that Novak Djokovic has been given a very, 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 very easy draw. I can't see him not making the final of Wimbledon. Wow. I can't see him not winning it, really, if, 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 you're, if you're asking me the question. But I, got, I gave you the... Uh, the point, so when we spoke last week about the fact that you can bet better odds if you bet somebody each way. So by getting someone to the final, you, you're essentially going to get better odds if you are by betting Novak Djokovic to win it. So that's my betting approach here. Um, it's not original, but Novak Djokovic, the only person who can beat Novak Djokovic in this tournament is Novak Djokovic himself. If he gets injured or if he, uh, or his motivation lacks, but the latter, just I just can't see how that's going to happen. I mean, he's the he's probably the most mentally astute sports star in the world he's he's like a brick wall to break down i just can't see how he, he he can't keep that winning mentality going and everything he's got loads and loads of things going for him as well He's bidding for a Canada grand slam uh he's bidding for um yeah to, to equal roger federer's eight wimbledon championships and he's looking to make histories by becoming the most the man extend the amount of uh, major titles he's got to 24. so just, I just can't see anybody stopping him unless he gets injured. But he's minus 150, you know, and a lot of people don't want to bet people at minus 150. You want a bit more pizza money. You want a bit more for your, for your buck rather than take a chance on someone minus 150. So I think if you're looking for angles in the other half of the draw, I think there's a few players that interest me. And they're all Americans, actually. I think I, I think I said this you at the weekend, I think the American men will do really well at Wimbledon this year. I really do. It's been a long time since American player had won a Wimbledon championship and I think yep. they've got a good chance of going deep now. And there's some young American players coming from the men's uh, tour who are, who are very good. And I think in the opposite half of the draw, big prices, Sebastian Corda would be my main pick. Uh, I, I think he's an extremely talented player who's destined to win a major sooner rather than later. I think he's around about 40 to 1. So you can get 20 to 1 for Sebastian Corda to make the final. I think France's TFO at 80 to 1 will give you a good run for your money as well. Now His game has improved massively, a top 10 player. And there's a good Mm -hmm. chance he could become the American number one because Taylor Fritz is not playing at all well. So if he does well in his tournament, he could overtake Taylor Fritz and become the American number one. Probably one of the nicest guys on the tennis circuit as well. So it'd be good to see him do well. And at a really, really, really big price, I think Tommy Paul might go deep. Uh, He's about 300 to one. All three Americans, I think Novak Djokovic will win it. It's just a question of who he's going to meet in the final. The books and the the, book, the betting suggests it's going to be Carlos Alcaraz, but when you look at Carlos Alcaraz at plus three dollars, and you look at the other players I've just mentioned there, at the prices that I've mentioned as well, Alcaraz is no value at three dollars. Mm-hmm. So Djokovic will win it. It's just a question of if we can get someone through the final. And I'm going to take big chance, big little small plays on big prices. That so those three would be the bet I would go for.
2: You've tipped these uh, two before. Any chance with Sinner and Medvedev?
4: Medvedev can't win on grass. I just can't see how he can win on grass. He's a hardcore, he's he's probably one of the best players in the world. I think he's probably one or two best players in the world on the hardcore. Yannick Sinner is a future Grand Slam champion. I actually bet Yannick Sinner to win Wimbledon when I was in Miami. I saw him play and I thought he'd got the game for Wimbledon. But since then, he's had all kinds of problems, injury problems. He pulled out of his last tournament injured. Um, His body, his physicality of his body isn't big enough. You know, some people play young men develop bigger physically. Uh, and Sinner's big problem is if he goes into a fifth set or a long match, then I don't think he's got the game to win it physically. Talent wise, I think he's probably the most talented player, uh, and I'm including in including now. I think Sinner is the, the most talented player I've seen, complete player. But his physicality will let him down in long five set matches. And I think he's got to work on that game before we consider betting him at around about 16 to 1 to win a major.
0: Okay. It's follow the money here on Vsin, the Sports Betting Network, Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard, live with you, downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort at Casino. Then what did did anything jump off the page with the futures on the women's side then?
4: Well, the women's side is much more interesting than the men's. I mean, you can literally make a case for about twenty women to win it. It's it's nowhere near as uh, it's much more competitive than the, the men's market. Uh, Igor Shrontek is the favourite, uh, and she has been given the draw of all draws, very similar to uh, Novak Djokovic, but at plus 275 or three, three to one with her record on grass. I'm not, I'm, I'm not convinced by her. I'd rather be a better. If someone said to me now, you can be the bookmaker or you can be the better, i will i take your money on Igor Shrontek I, I think hmm. she's too short sure for me. So again, I'm looking for people at bigger prices. I think Sabalenka, obviously, and Rebekina The, the, the look, you would look at the the top three in a betting. I think that them three are dominant. I think there's much, much better angles outside them. Uh, Petra Kvitova is someone I've already bet. I've got a better at 50 to one to win the tournament. She's now 10 to one. So I wouldn't bet her at 10. I've already done my business at 50. Uh, on the prices now, I think uh, Veronica kudemetova at 33s. So I think she's got a very, very easy draw. I think she could go deep in the tournament. Of course, uh, the Russian uh, at um, Madison Keys looked really good last week, but at 33 to one, I wouldn't better. Kazakh that's the interesting one for me. I think she beat, she Madison Keys beat her, another Russian. She beat her in the final of Eastbourne at the weekend. She was 70 to one to win Wimbledon. Her draw is very, very favourable. She's down to around about 50. I think Kazakh will go deep, and at a really, really, really big price. If you're looking for someone who, who could go quite well, um, I like uh, Potapova, uh, another okay. Russian, 200 to one. So there's three alternatives. I think the favourite will be very heavily supported, but. Um, I'm not convinced at all by Ishrantic on, on on grass. I think the pole, and she, and the other thing is about the the tournament favourite here. Last week, uh, she pulled out the tournament with a virus, and she so she says she she's going to be okay, but that's not ideal preparation going into Wimbledon when you've pulled out of a tournament last week with a yep. food poisoning bug or virus, whatever she says. She's not she's not well, so that's a concern for me.
0: Okay, fair enough. Anything on the upcoming matches this morning that stands out to you that you like?
4: Yeah, we've got a couple of matches. I mean, there's obviously the first round is split over two days. So there's matches today and matches right. tomorrow. And as you would expect in a uh, major, there is some very, very heavy favorites here, like people like minus 2,000 and stuff like that. So I don't like to bet those. And I know that a lot of people like to parlay up six or seven people. I, I, that's not my strategy of betting. I, I don't think that's the way I should go. I look for potential shocks. And at some prices, I think the American number one Taylor Fritz is not playing well. Uh, I saw him play last week in Eastbourne. I actually um, I asked him for a selfie, and he took a selfie, and as I turn around, someone bumped into me, and I threw a glass of pims over him. So I don't know if uh, that, that that upset him, but uh, I, I apologize for that. Um, but I think he's quite vulnerable today against a guy called Yannick Hanferman. Um, Hanferman is around about plus three fifty, or maybe maybe even bigger. He well, may, may, may actually even be bigger than that with some books, maybe $4 or something. But um, Hanferman is a good grass court player. I'm not saying he can beat Fritz, but he can definitely take a set off him. So if you can get Hanferman with one and a half set star or on the handicap plus five and a half or four and a half, I think Hanferman will give Taylor Fritz. I think he's injured Taylor Fritz. I I don't know for definite, but judging by his serving stats and the way he's playing, I I think there's an injury concern with him. So he's definitely a fade for me in some markets. Uh, and the other market, the other market, I like Casper Ruud today. He, he's um, the, the French Open finalist. He got beaten the French Open final. He has no interest at all in playing on grass. He hates playing on grass. He's done no preparation for Wimbledon. Mm. He was on the back of a speedboat last week with uh, with some glamorous blonde on his arm, uh, and it, he he's he's coming to Wimbledon just to just to make up the numbers. He's a Craycourt court man through and through. He plays a, a journeyman called Lockoli. Um I think that, again, that with the handicap here, I'll go for Lockley. I think he would take a set off him. He's not got – he probably hasn't got the mentality or the big game to beat someone like Casper Rude, but he's definitely going to cause him problems. And one bet in the women's draw, I quite I quite like this one. It's probably the biggest bet I've had on the day. I've actually bet one in play at the moment. I've bet a girl called Parry to beat Dart, but the, the, that's uh, in play at the moment. But I've bet a girl called Sinia Sine, Sinekova, Sine, Sinekova, sorry, Sinekova. Sinekova, let me get that right. Sinikova. she's up against Kenwin Zheng, um, a Chinese girl. Sinikova won the um, grass court tournament last week in Germany. She's 5-1 on grass. She's moved up to inside the top 30 of the world on on the back of the win. Or just just outside the top 30 in the world on the win last week. And she's playing an opponent who's played two matches on grass this year. Hasn't won a match. Looks absolutely dire of form. And she's the she's the dog in this match, which I couldn't believe. I mean, she was priced up at plus 110, 120, something like that yesterday and the day before. I think she's now around to about evens, maybe plus one hundred. Um, but Sinikova is definitely should, in, in my opinion, should be the favourite for that match. So that's in the women's match. That's this afternoon. There's three matches there for you for this afternoon. Okay. Two, two handicaps, two favourites. I think are vulnerable, and the big betters on that women's match: Carolina uh, Sinikova up against uh, Win Zheng.
0: Excellent, mate. Great breakdown as always. By the way, so you're going to be going there tomorrow. We have like 30 seconds here. You go to all these majors. I mean, this one, the French open, us open, where does Wimbledon rank when you go there live as a sports fan?
4: If you go to Wimbledon, there's a lot of things in England that I'm not very proud of sport and events and stadiums and stuff like that. But when you go to Wimbledon, it's, it's the number one. I mean, the courts are incredible. The atmosphere there, the, the history, everything about it is if you get an opportunity, go to Wimbledon and, and it's, it's such a—it's the number one tennis event for me. It's the number one tennis venue, and uh, you know everything else is is great, but this is on my backyard and it's, it's yeah. brilliant to see. There you Beautiful go. place.
0: Great, mate. Enjoy it, okay? Thank you. Be good. Thanks, Nigel. There you go. Uh, up next, I'll give you details on an offensive player of the year bet that I really like. He's in the fifty to one range, and he could go nuts this year. I'll run down why I like him next year on Besim. is follow the money
2: on v Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit v to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. You can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out future events as well.
0: Check it out. Every game, v All right. uh, Offensive player of the year, fun market to bet into in the NFL every single season. Again, this was, uh, it's been a little like for the, for quarterbacks to win, they were hot for a minute and then non-quarterbacks have turned out to be kind of the flavor of the month going back. uh, Justin Jefferson took down this award a year ago at 20 to one. I told you about a guy that I like uh, in this market as well. I broke down why I like, um, Amon Ross, St. Brown, that was on Friday. These are also in the VEASAN betting guide. But the, the number one player that I like this year, based on the odds, and overall for him to really break through this year, is Dallas Cowboys running back Tony Pollard. I'm actually kind of stunned that he's around 50-1 to 1 to win this award. And I, I do play a lot of fantasy. I can't believe like his average draft position as of right now. And I will... Now, this takes into consideration two different things. Delvin Cook, still on the market. He could potentially go to the Cowboys. And another one, too, is Zeke. And more people keep pushing for the Cowboys to bring back Zeke Elliott. This would kind of throw us for a little bit of a loop if the Cowboys would bring in either guy. But, as of now, there is no Zeke Elliott. Think about this. He ran for 3.8 yards per attempt last year. And if you watch these games... It just—it was clear as day. You knew who the better player was, and you knew the Cowboys were making a mistake by not featuring Tony Pollard more. It was so frustrating. The yards per attempt were inefficient for him, for Zeke, but his overall touches were still very high, especially in the red zone. The Cowboys gave him the rock 35 times when they were inside the opponent's 20-yard line. Elliott scored 12 touchdowns! He also carried 26 times inside the 10, which was tied for third overall in the entire league. And 11 touchdowns were scored on those carries by Zeke inside the five. He had 16 carries third most in the NFL. And he scored nine times third for the most. Well, with no Zeke on the team as of right now, no Dalvin cook signed. Who's going to get these touches? Pollard crushed it. When Elliot missed time, the Cowboys had their buy in week nine, and Elliott missed the two weeks surrounding it. Here are Pollard's numbers in those two games. Week eight against Chicago, 14 carries, 131 yards. That's only 9.4 yards per attempt and three touchdowns. In week 10 against Green Bay, Pollard had 22 carries for 115 yards and one touchdown, and he also had six targets in the passing game. Remember Dallas? They were rumored to be in love with B. John Robinson in the draft, never took him. Never took Gibbs. They did draft Deuce Vaughn. I like the kid out of Kansas state took him in the sixth round, but let's get real. He's five, six, 176 pounds along with Vaughn on the depth chart, Malik Davis and Ronald Jones. I mean, that, the, come on, what are we doing here? And there's a lot to like about this guy as a full-time running back for the Cowboys. They were in elite offense last year. They're going to be elite again this season, I know Dak has some turnovers, okay. Uh, really good receivers, great, well, still like an elite offensive line. They threw him the ball 55 times in 2022. I bet you he gets more targets than that this year as well. To me, there's a lot to like about this guy at 50-1 to 1 to an offensive player of the year, or in that range. So that's bet number two for me, and that's uh, what I'm going to war with this season in the NFL.
2: It was clear to everyone who watched that Pollard was better with the exception of the coaching staff, which is a big problem. Right. And then you hope they don't bring them back, but then that's my concern with Dallas. And I did have Dallas as one of three teams that can win the Super Bowl in the NFC, but it's I'm worried about Big Mike and Schottenheimer. Ask fans in Seattle what they think of Schottenheimer. Well, I know. I mean, but this is... But they love the run of football up there. Well, well, we hope it goes to the right guy, though. I mean, certainly, yes. And... Uh, good breakdown and that should happen and that was just staggering and baffling why he didn't get more touches was a a a bigger focus of the offense last year and this love affair with uh with
0: Zeke Elliott I mean think about how yeah so when you take away all of those numbers I just ran down on Zeke Elliott you could put on Kellen Moore too last year you could do that yeah like again a little bit Zeke scored a ton of touchdowns yeah and was the main focus inside the red zone who's going to be the guy if there's no Zeke Elliott this year and they don't bring in Delvin Cook, I mean, it's going to be Tony Pollard. And he was a lightning bolt on TV whenever you would watch his team play. Like, oh, there, there was Pollard again for 37 yards. Like, why is he not getting the ball more? What are we missing here? Uh, and I know some fantasy people mm-hmm. who I follow, <clears throat> they've been making the point here in the last couple of days as well that his average uh, draft position is just a joke. He, he he's, <laughs> he's primed to really break out. Uh-huh. You could make a case. I mean, this... This market is just filled with potential candidates. I mean, if you told me Brees Hall was going to stay healthy for the whole year with the Jets, I wouldn't mind that. Um, and I know that with the Brown situation and no more uh, Hunt in the backfield, Nick Chubb is going to get more targets. I know that reports were coming out on that last week. And Nick Chubb, I'm trying to find his number. Oh, he's 22 to one. but That's still a good number. I could see Nick Chubb really putting together and he's, I mean, he's already one of the most, you know, he's one of the best running backs in football anyway. But if they're going to throw him the ball now more out of the backfield, I mean, Chubb's numbers, it could be a career year for him. But at the very top, you've got to beat out guys like, you know, McCaffrey. He's 13 to 1 today at DraftKings. If he stays healthy and the quarterback situation is not bad, McCaffrey could easily win this award. Um, look what Eckler's done the last two years in San Diego. Uh, Jeez, I still said San Diego. It's only been five years, Mitch. Come on. Um, 18-1 to for the Chargers. You bet Tyreek Hill. Yep.
2: I mean, look at what he did last year. He, yeah, that was before this investigation. Um, what, what, what's What's Where's Robinson going to go in fantasy? and How, how can a guy be th- at this price when he's never played yet? I mean, they still have... It's like the Tillier told us Friday. I mean, they're going to run the ball and try to play keep away. But also, y- you have some weapons here where you want to get London Pitts finally involved, too. So, I mean, he's going to be involved in the passing attack, but the guy, the guy has the same, he has better odds than Pollard. For offensive player of the year, the guy's never played a game yet.
0: Yeah, I don't, uh, he's We're going, really getting carried away, are we? He's going as high as number three in fantasy drafts. Oh my God. I understand. I mean, you're really taking a big risk here on a rookie running back. Mm-hmm. Especially for a team that, I mean, let's not forget that Algier was actually pretty good last year. Yeah. I mean, especially down the stretch, he really came on. And so you're going to put all your eggs in one basket with this guy going that high in a draft? I mean, I, again, he was so good at Texas, but are we sure he's going to be, you know, 1,500 yards and catching the ball a zillion times out of the backfield? I'm not so sure about that. I mean, he's the shortest shot on the board to win the uh, rookie of the year, which, I mean, Bryce Young, 5-1, to yeah. one, he's going to be the starting quarterback? Well, Donald, very short. In like the, the Yeah, you can't, yeah. Plus 250 in that range? Yep. Please. What do you think about the year that Travis Etienne could have?
2: Uh, yeah, I was looking at that too. Yeah, they uh, expect big things out of him. I took a I, I peek was there too. Some reports. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh.
0: Yeah, I think that they're going to spread the ball around quite a bit, though. They have a zillion weapons to throw the ball to, but I also think that he is, you know, I mean, we saw it last year when the guy was healthy and playing. It, it, he was really, really good, really good. Um, but a lot of these guys down the board this year again, like. I'm looking at the odds board right now. Trey Lance is 45 to one. Same number as Tony Pollard. Why? I don't get that one. But if you want to take a peek at a guy like Etienne, he is 50 to one as well. Delvin Cook, no team is 50 to one. I think I'll pass on that one. But uh, again, I like betting this market more than I like betting uh, MVP. Because MVP is basically going to be an award given out to a quarterback every single year. And then you just got to decide which quarterback is going to have that year. And it's his turn to, you know, it's the exact year you got to bet on him.
2: Are these guys making a decision anytime soon? Cook and Hopkins? I mean,
0: what's the holdup here? I I can't believe it's taking this long.
2: Hopkins has a couple offers by uh, Patriots and the Titans. And some interests maybe in some other teams. But you'd think you'd make a decision by now. And we're getting close to camp.
0: Yeah. I think the Delvin Cook story... Just, I mean, it sums up the running back position, does, does it not? Yeah. I mean, if you... He's like 20, what is he, 27 years old? He's had four very prolific seasons in a row for the Vikings. I know he's got the injured shoulder, but it's like teams are, nah, we're good, you're a little bit too expensive, we don't need that position, we can find somebody else. Just ho-hum, someone to plug in, and he was, you know, just phenomenal at Florida State, lived up to the billing coming out of college, has been just a great weapon to have and now just now can't find a team i that's a, that, i'm actually more surprised that hopkins isn't signed anywhere yet yeah so it just it has to come down to the amount of money that these guys want so all right it's follow the money here on Vsin the sports betting network up next uh segment we like to call do you concur one team sticks out as the biggest threat to the champs out west we'll tell you who that is coming up here on follow the money it's Vsin the sports betting network
2: Download the DraftKings app today. New customers can bet $5, get $150, bonuses instantly. Use promo code VEASAN when you sign up. You'll be blown away by the menu with the NFL Futures hot dog contest tomorrow. DraftKings.com slash sportsbook. Full terms and conditions.
1: Great moments in history have begun with a question. To be or not to be, that is the question. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Was it over with the Germans pro what kind of hair product does Mitch Moss use but follow the money wants to know do You concur?
2: concur. You concur? All right. let's go the Miami heat will not get Damian Lillard and the Blazers will not do him a solid solid in honoring his wishes of going to Miami
0: do you concur I do not concur I believe that there was a, uh, a deal in place <clears throat> again this took months here for this decision to finally be made and come to a head Now, the back and forth, who wants to be the bad guy? Finally, I think the agreement here was Lillard said, okay, I'll be the bad guy. Rather than you saying, Damien, we're gonna move on because then the fan base is gonna hate you, I'll say I want to get traded. Now, when I make that comment, and that's known now publicly, the deal is you're gonna trade me where I wanna go, even if that means you're not gonna get as good of a return as you would if you sent me somewhere else. So I do think that he's gonna eventually go to Miami I think it's probably going to be a three-way deal, and I think you know Tyler Hero already knows that the writing's on the wall. That's my feeling on it, yeah, and I, and I bet Miami
2: that. that way over the weekend too. Wow, I'm surprised. Yeah, he took the Miami Heat off his Instagram page. That was poor. You can do a lot better than that if you're Portland, though. This Miami pad—that's if this Bill Simmons thing can happen—and he ran it in the trade machine. Oh, if this for it would be Harden and Nurkic to the Clippers. Lillard, Powell and Batum to Philly and Harris, Zubach, Mann and Max if Portland gets that haul that's a nice haul with the young pieces maybe it's too much for Portland because Harris makes a lot of money but how this has to work out though I mean if that could happen
0: that'd be dynamite if I'm an NBA fan All right, the Lakers are the biggest threat to the Nuggets out West do you concur? Yes, concur
2: the Lakers had an unbelievable weekend fantastic weekend how do you get Reeves back with that price? When the talk was maybe is someone you could get 90 million dollars. That's what they could. They, they, the Lakers, as I understand it, could could have gone up to 100 million, but they they get them from the, the mid 50s. Yeah. What a steal. Yeah. The the only bad thing they did was
0: give uh, Russell that much
2: money. Yeah, that's too much. But again, when you talk about the going rate, though, that's yeah. But that I think it's a little too rich for Hachimura, 51 million too. But then you get Hayes and other guys and, and Prince yep. and Vincent. Yep. Then you get Vincent, too. So, okay, Schroeder walks, and he had pretty good playoffs. Uh, that Schroeder goes to uh, the Toronto, Toronto, and I can't believe that amount of money, two for 26, but yes, the Lakers did an incredible job. And who knows? Maybe there's a, a, tr- a deadline trade that they could package some pieces as well and get a, a pretty good oh. star as well. The, the, the
0: Lakers had a great, did a great job. they, they got to be feeling really good about themselves today. Uh, very deep yeah if Lillard was seriously considering the Spurs that tells me a ton of players will want to go there and play with Wemby do you concur Uh, I would have to see what it looks like
2: um I I don't know yeah I don't know because because it's it's a rebuilding process that's going to take a while and I I don't think they're going to be in on some of these guys I think that's a full-blown rebuild and it's going to take a while what that what that's going to look like yeah how long is pop going to coach that's another one we asked the same thing about belichick but how long is he going to be there he always jokes well the money you can't beat the money it's it's so good but i don't
0: know how long that guy's going to decide to do it yeah i i think that once the first player decides to go there it's going to be like oh my god this kid is unlike any other player we've seen and uh i want to uh-huh. play there and i want to win a title And
2: what other pieces are they going to get, too? Uh, They're going to vote on this. This could be huge. See if you agree. If you flop, it's going to be a technical foul free throw. Should the owners approve this? The owners should approve this. Do you concur?
0: Uh, I'll lean yes on that, that I do concur, because something needs to happen for habitual floppers. And, you know, Marcus Smart comes to mind. There are plenty of others that, as well. And then the sliding in at the last second, right? Can't stand that, Coming in that, that We saw two significant
2: injuries in the playoffs. Absolutely. Last second, a guy's going in to attack the basket, and I slide in late.
0: You got to get rid of that. And that sometimes, too. by the way, they actually get the call where they call it a charge, and they have to go, then we have to waste time on a replay. Like, it, this is my whole thing about the block charge call is that they've never gotten it right ever. And then they, it takes four minutes to go and find out who actually was the culprit here. No, I I think that uh, guys who do this defensively, yes, something needs to happen because it just, it sucks. And it's not, it's not very friendly for the viewer. It's not fun for the sport. It ruins the flow and it's unacceptable in my opinion. Um, Yep. Shohei Otani is the single greatest player the sport of baseball has ever seen. You concur. No, we got to let it play out. Uh, Why? I got... Nobody's ever done this before. Well,
2: Terrell Davis had an incredible run, too. And, and you know, that's a debate. Yeah, you only played running back, though. Should Terrell da- yeah, should Terrell Davis be in the Hall of Fame? But this is... If we're all thinking alike, we're not thinking. It's just... And in, in, he is incredible, you know. But it's... Every day, we've never seen this before, and he's the greatest of all time. And I mean, it's... Probably, but, I mean, I, I want to see... Uh, we could really get carried away with the hyperbole when it's all said and done. Especially if he hit 60 home runs this year. Well, this three-year
0: spreadsheet is on. on. No, yes. I mean, it's... We've never had a quarterback no. throw for, you know, 3,800 yards and 27 touchdowns to go out there and lead the league in INTs. You know, Terrell Davis didn't have 14 sacks. Nobody's... This is incredible what he's doing. It's just a colossal failure.
2: You can't make the the postseason. How bad this organization is. You also have Trout, too. Yeah. and And I know he's hurt, but you can't take advantage of two absurd talents and the two best players in the last five years and you're still stuck in baseball purgatory yeah it's totally on them i i yeah and it's just probably get worse because he's gonna walk and you get nothing in return you should not be frustrated because time is still on your side if you're late to a great tv show do you
0: concur oh man well it's depends on i'm gonna say i don't concur with that because why didn't anybody beat down my door and say you have to watch Modern Family? Why? I know, I think, it, I don't really watch the award shows or the award circuit, but I think, like, it was winning awards, like, every single year. And it was also network television. It was. So you
2: would think you would be hit over the head with it, like a, a Breaking Bad. Sure. A Game of Thrones of uh, The Wire. It was. It's like, it, it's right for, it's easy to find. You don't have to.
0: Right. It came out in 2009. Like, yeah. this is one of the things that we talk about. It's, it's Ed O'Neill. Oh, it's uh, Sofia Vergara. Okay. The the cast is incredible. Yeah. I, okay, so I've heard about it, obviously. People said it's a good show. We randomly picked it up on Saturday, started watching. The first episode I'm hooked, the first episode. I think I've laughed out loud on like seven of the first nine episodes. Yes. Now the problem is here's why it's maddening to me being late to the party. It's 11 seasons and like 20 plus episodes every season. I know, I
2: do the same thing. It It just happened over the weekend. Well, you mentioned it too same friend he said you have to watch suits because now it's on netflix well then i look it's nine it's nine seasons Yep. and then i think it was on network television usa or something so now what, what, what that means is you're talking about not the usual 10 12 you know like we're accustomed to with like an hbo or something that means like 20 episodes yeah. like mike palm just got back on the good wife on cbs my ex used to love that show that's 20 episodes a season yeah so then, and then you're talking about nine ten seasons it's like I, what, what, I, sh- I, I get frustrated and I shouldn't
0: because time's on your side yeah, where, again, where but, do you already have the time but I'm, still but it's I
2: mean, like football around the corner it's like what are you gonna what are you
0: gonna knock out eight seasons of 20 plus episodes? no but but I will tell you with football around the corner now and uh, maybe catching up on TV shows in this month and maybe a little bit of August I'm willing to bet that I'll be done with modern family by kickoff of opening night yeah then it's 11 seasons it's, it's 200 plus I, episodes. I
2: just finished Ted lasso and Mandalorian was, but, but was again, lasso
0: worth it then at the no, end it's terrible oh i got like five episodes. no it's the whole sad. thing's terrible well it's, the final episode people love no okay
2: i can't you I, just you know what's going to happen and it's just can i get more soccer can we talk mm. can we not focus on everyone's got a relationship and what this person's doing and what this i mean yeah just let's talk a little soccer right yeah yeah, it wasn't a bad ending but okay. i'm just i'm just talking about the whole season three in general but considering how strong season one was
0: for those of you who have uh, watched and finished modern family thanks for the yeah. heads up on that all right good um there you go we finally had a hundred okay. degree day here in las vegas first time in 300 days basically longest on record <laughs> dry heat a dry heat blows away high humidity no way i can i can still take it
2: no, I, i'm telling you being from the midwest and that's the worst thing about uh, you know minnesota where you can only go outside for three months, you also have to worry about the humidity and the damn bugs. And then and nothing, nothing can top Miami in August or September. Nothing. I've, I've had to, I can't imagine how people live through that. That is ridiculous. I couldn't. Do I it. was in, in August. The guy I was next to was able to go through like three shirts. It was nine in the morning. Yeah, you. you I'm not have... a big. I don't perspire like that. The sweat like that. But this guy next to him I felt bad for him. He's on his third T-shirt at 10 a.m. You can like have all done, the humidity in the world. You've been at St. Louis, didn't you? Do St. 100%. Louis in
0: August? Yeah. Give me thing. the. I can
2: do one. Ted, no. I, I was, can golf. I can golf was, in 110 degree heat. I can do 110 out here, no problem. But that humidity stuff, off the charts, the stickiness, and well, yep.
0: one of the most the bugs. underrated starters in the league goes today. Is follow
2: the money on VSN. Become a VSN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets. Every host and guest, unlimited access to the slash picks page. Sort by sport, matchup, date, and more. Check the leaderboard to view betting records, ROI, and who has the hot hand. Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings. 24/7 video access. Become a VSN Pro subscriber today. Nineteen dollars. VSN dot com slash subscribe all right next two days are fun day baseball fourth of july some good matchups getting close to the break almost halfway home wide open yes no playoffs this is getting reds continue to be a a good story reds winning some games how long it will continue who knows but uh there's a lot going on here
0: i like today's card yes uh it's almost scary how many games i like on today's card you're getting worried about texas they lose Can can i can i talk to you tonight about that? Okay, because if they lose today,
2: that they'd lose three out of four at home to the Astros, and suddenly they only have a three-game lead.
0: I don't think so, because I like the move for Chapman. Yeah. Good for them to make to that move. Now go on, add yep. like, at least one or two more arms now to the bullpen. But uh, I would also like to see uh, a starter added as well. One starter. I don't know if they're going to do that or not. I'm going to lean no that they don't, but I'd love to go them see them and go out and add another guy that they could plug into that rotation. Are you worried about them? A little bit, yeah. yep. Yep. Something just seems off right now. Javier is plus one ten today against Perez, yeah.
2: and you have to respect this organization. Yeah, because they're doing it with guys that are out, and then you have to. You know, when you have Javier and Valdez that are going, it just seems like you know. Talk, and so we'll, we'll look in a month or so, and like, oh, guess who's in first place? Now. I know, I right? know. That's just how it'll be.
0: I could see that. Um, I mean, look at the look at the division price. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's like they're it, it's getting closer and closer to a pickem by the day. How About Baltimore. This July schedule is a beast. Oh, it's brutal, beast. At the
2: Yankees for four. How about this? Their favorite. I mean, this is this oh. power rating here. I guess it's on on what the market thinks of the Yankees because we talked to, on Friday show what they were priced against St. Louis. Four against New York. They're favored today with Wells Herman goes off the perfect game. Minnesota. Well, they just lost two out of three at home and should have lost yesterday. They were down one nothing in the eighth. Miami, Dodgers, Tampa, Philly. Yankees again, Blue Jays. That's the Orioles' schedule in July.
0: Here's the deal with today's game. I was hoping to grab some plus money, and I looked at the overnights last night and couldn't find it anywhere. And I expected, you know, sharp money to be fading Herman today off the perfect game. And it appears to be going that way. But also, it's not only, you know, you want to be against a guy coming off the perfect game, especially somebody like Domingo Herman, generally speaking. But it's also a little little bit about, about buying into Tyler Wells for the Orioles since may 29th i would call him one of the most underrated pitchers in all of baseball that six start on the year but here are his numbers in his last six starts 2.78 with the era the fip uh, a run higher at 3.84 but still respectable 10 plus k's per nine a sub one whip and in fact he has one of the best whips, uh, whips in baseball the entire year and a very low hard hit rate at 27.5 uh, percent. again i want to see how this n- is going to move today and if it goes back and forth, and maybe the Yankees become the favorite at some point, I'll try to grab the Orioles at plus money. But as of right now, it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. What do you want to do with Luke Weaver on the mound for the Reds? They're on this, uh, by the way, they play that 11 day game tomorrow on the East Coast. Yep. It's the annual July 4th game that they have in the nation's capital. But it's Luke Weaver going, a bunch of stuff on him now. Uh, his earned runs allowed by start going back. Four. Five, five, three, seven, three, there was a zero in there, and then a four. It's been four or more earned runs in nine of his 13 starts on the year. Paulie, his first inning ERA is 15.92. And if you go back the last five or six starts, here are the runs scored by his opponent in the first inning alone, only the first inning. Last week, the Orioles got four off of him. The start before that, the Braves got five. The start before that, Houston scored two. The Royals scored two before that, and the Dodgers got them for three the start before that. Again, on the season, first inning ERA of 15.92. The Nationals, right now I draft Kings. Irvin, no bargain. No, no, I'm not, yeah. Yeah. But will the Nationals simply score a run in the first inning? Is two to one. I have bet the yes on this for two consecutive games. I have to bet it again today. Yeah. You can go first three over, first five over. yeah, N-
2: Yes, a Nerfie, And the Nats were on a good run with that, too. The
0: Nationals but team total is four and a half. I would actually look at yeah, that, too.
2: That, that's another one. Yep. Yep. So that's uh, first pitch, three o'clock Pacific. There's two day games. And you, to answer your question, I don't, I don't like Perez today, either. I, I can't back Not Perez neither, at home. No. I, I'd look at the Astros again. Uh, but the other one is the Cubs and the Brewers. And the Cubs had a a long rain delay yesterday, which actually turned into Sunday night baseball part Mm -hmm. two. And now they have to come in with travel, and they're the early game today. The Cubs also had a rain delay, lengthy rain delay on Saturday. Then they're not playing that well. So Milwaukee is playing better ball. But then you know Smiley's had a good run here for the Cubs. So then do you want Teheran? But this is really a tough scheduling spot for the Cubbies. It is have to have to sit through back to back rain delays. A lengthy rain delay. The game went long, and the they, uh, Indian Guardians blew a big lead in that game. It goes to extra innings, and now you got the, you got the day game coming up. So I can't well, get I can't get there with the Cubs today.
0: No, shop around by the way, because both teams are favored at different books that you're going to look at today. I'll give you another one too. What do you make of the spot here for the Giants, who also played Sunday night baseball last night? Now, they were on the road. Their East Coast trip included stops in Toronto and in New York to take on the Mets. They're back home. It is a night game. Now, Webb has been much better at home than on the road this year. Uh, and the Mariners have taken some money today. The Mariners were on the West Coast playing yesterday. Castillo got roughed up a little bit, but they came back to win the game. And the spot here for the Giants overall on Sunday night, after playing Sunday night baseball. Now back to the West Coast with Webb pitching. He has been great. I mean, to look at the number. That'll tell you. I
2: mean, he was uh, he's as low as 135 here at Circa, higher at DraftKings. And uh, I don't know what that was his last time out. So uh, the, uh, the Mariners also get too much respect.
0: Oh, yes, Remember, I Castile would say. Steel was
2: favored in Yankee Stadium, and you saw the price this past weekend. Uh, it's odd what the market thinks of Seattle. But uh, great, great season for the Giants, and uh, they're, they're surprising a lot of people. But I would have to. I would look at them today as well. I also have to back up a second. This also was Malinsky special with Milwaukee. They are home after a ten game road trip. Oh, there you go. Where they went seven and three. So you got you got a couple things to fade here in that game. That yeah. one is uh, well. That was a that's a tough call.
0: I'll ask you one more too. Um, are the Braves a little cheap today? Absolutely. And this is like I, I, Cleveland was on Sunday Night Baseball last night, but the they were been good. They were at home anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh no, they were actually. Sorry, but it was it's in the Midwest anyway. They're not no long travel here. Elder has been really, really good. He's laying at dollar fifty. They're the best team in baseball. Sixteen to seventeen. Also I, a very good road team. I'm S- surprised to yep. see this number where it is today. I thought for I thought I mean you look at like Blake Snell what he's laying today for the Padres, um in the dollar seventy five dollar eighty range against the Angels. I figured the Braves would be at least that high today on the road. And they're not so. I
2: can't I can't, yeah.
0: I might get Argued. involved with maybe a little run line action there.
2: Cleveland's twenty seventh in scoring and twenty sixth in OPS. And these guys are a freight train. Yes, so they I are. mentioned earlier. 23 and 3 since June 3rd, and 16 of 17 they've won. And Elders six and one with a two four five.
0: Yep, yeah, I'm gonna bet them during the break. Yep. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna have to do that. Uh and then I mentioned Snell. Too high again. I mean, they lost another series in Cincinnati. Well, hold on a second here, because uh, at vcin.com, the Padre starting pitcher now says undecided by it. Is that the case? He's still on the board here at Circa, listed. But I'll run down Snell's number regardless, because he was probable as of last night. So, again, he was really, really bad for the first, I don't know, month and a half of the season. Blake Snell, since May 25th. That's now seven starts. The ERA... 0.86. The FIP, 1.97. 42 innings pitched, 14.14 Ks per nine. 0.83 with the whip and a 26% hard hit rate. I mean, if he goes today, and again, he was scheduled as of last night and earlier today. If he goes and he does it again, he was 150-1 to to win the Cy Young when I brought this up. I think it was last week. He's down to 25-1 to today. But if he can go out there again, like a typical start for him, the last month has been six innings, Two hits, eleven strikeouts. If he would do that again today and the Potteries would win this game, that twenty five to one might be cut in half again.
2: DraftKings still has the same price, but they don't have a pitcher listed now. They Ugh. took him off as well. So interesting. I, and I don't know what I don't know what the Dodgers are gonna do. It was supposed to be Kershaw, and now this that game isn't on the board anywhere. They're taking on Keller and the Pirates, and it's either gonna be Kershaw or Grove, which is a big difference. I would with say Gro- so. Grove's batting practice and
0: Kershaw's second in, in the Cy Young odds. Well, I would say that if you can um, find that game on the board right now, would you would you take a shot on not listing pitchers and take the Pirates if Keller goes against Grove? Because it will not be the same price. I mean, Kershaw's mm-hmm. numbers at home specifically this year have been yeah, outstanding.
2: Right. Yeah. It, it was, signs are pointing to no Kershaw.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, NBA free agency up next. And we'll tell you why it could be difficult for this contender to trade for Damian Lillard.